Hey guys, welcome to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Allen. Yes! You know, this podcast is dedicated to bringing honest, authentic conversations so that you can have a healthy, happy, healthy, juicy love life. Here's Crazy Juicy Love. All right, guys, so welcome back to the Crazy Juicy Love podcast. I have this awesome man here, the, your gay life coach, um, Brian Felduro. <laughs> Very Italian. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so happy to have you here doing this this crazy time. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, happy to be connecting with people, even from afar. Yeah. So, um, just real quick, like how, I'm just curious, how did you even become a coach? How did you specifically wanted to target, you know, the gay community? Like, how did you even know, like, just, I just I'm just very curious of people's journey of becoming yeah. a coach, so I'm just very curious. Yeah, so my journey to coaching um, really just had to do with, um, I don't know how much you know about my history, but I uh, I started out as a child actor, actually. Yes, and so, um, I, yeah, I, yeah, I was in School of Rock when I was younger, and I played this, um, you know, seemingly gay role, but it was a child, so whether or not the role was actually gay is still up for discussion. <laughs> but um, the it was just a very uh, LGBTQ referencing item in the media at the time, and it was 2003, so that wasn't really happening. Um, and I quickly became known as, like, the gay kid from School of Rock, and that got associated with a lot of, like, trauma growing up because um, to be pegged like that at such a young age as something that you don't really understand and don't really want to be associated with because it's not cool fills your head with a bunch of, um, you know, I'm not doing good enough. I'm not, uh, uh, I'm wrong. There's a lot of things that I need to change about myself in order to be accepted. And so I grew up in a lot of those mentalities and um, I eventually, like luckily, got to a point in my life where I started to question those things and um, I feel very grateful for that day that I started doing that. And then I became just like really curious about how does one go about reversing those things? Because I didn't want to live my life in this like defeated place. I wanted to like feel empowered and do things that um, that meant uh, meant more to me and, and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, I became really like obsessed with figuring out what that process is. And so that's what led me to coaching because I wanted to not only figure that process out for myself, but help other people do that too. Because uh, I think in the gay community specifically, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of people who uh, just don't know their worth, you know, because of the way they grew up. And um, I feel like it ties into coaching well because coaching is all about goals and it's hard to achieve your goals if you don't know what you're worth. Right. And also, like, you don't know what's stopping you to get those goals to because we have a, all these patterns and beliefs, especially in the gay community, that are, I see a lot of, that, that's really ravaging um, yeah. that us all over. Like, I, um, like I'm in these two entrepreneur programs. One's called B-School with Maria Folio and this other one. Um, so anyway, we have to do all this research in our ideal client. And so, like, one of the suggestions is to go into these different Facebook groups and do research. You just better watch and observe, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, people's behavior and like, mm-hmm. what are they asking? And 
And then like so happened today, there's a guy uh, in this LGBTQ singles uh, group and he posted a picture of himself. He's a, a bigger guy and, you know, posted like he was wearing green tights and makeup and all this other stuff. And like the comments that were pouring in of like, like just shaming him from who he is. And I was just like, wow, like this is a lot of shame that really keeps a lot of gay men single or just yeah. us in this perpetual place of shaming each other. So I'm yeah. curious if like, like how did you start to unravel all these little things about yourself yeah. to get to a place? Because it's really valuable to hear other gay men because I don't know a lot of gay men that have done these things. Mm -hmm. I'm just really curious for yourself of like, what are some of the things that you were fighting against that you had to shift for yourself? Yeah. Um... Uh, I mean, there's a lot there. I think that once we kind of get to this point where we are questioning these narratives we've always grown up with that tell us that we're wrong and that we need to change and the things that lead to, you know, the definition of shame, I think that um, it becomes a healing process and healing takes a long time sometimes. And I think that it's never done. I, I'm not sitting here saying like, I have it figured out. I don't have it figured out. <laughs> it's a process. Um, yeah, and I'm still unraveling things every day. Um, as far as the things that I'm unraveling, a lot of them have to do with like how much can I really let go of the things that I thought were true and how much can I really accept about the things that still come up for me. Um, I feel like those are the questions I've been asking myself a lot lately. Like, what can I let go of? And at the same time, what can I accept? Um, and it's like a really... It's like a fine balance, right? Because we... Uh, we can't let go of things, let go of things without accepting that they're there. I feel like, and we also can't like accept. Uh, we can't develop a good relationship with them if there's stuff in the way. There's like it's a very complicated problem, right? It is. But I think what what I found in my journey of healing is that there's actually a ton of resources out there. And I think once you have that moment where you're like, oh, maybe life isn't always what I thought it was you do tend to actually get flooded with these resources. And that's what happened to me. There's books, there's life coaches, there's therapists, there's mm -hmm. mindfulness practices. There's, there are a bunch of ways that people can kind of tap into a better relationship with themselves. Um, and so my goal as a coach is to help people figure out what that looks like for them. Cause I don't think everyone's answer is the same. Like your answer might be therapy and mine might be meditation, you know, like everyone's, everyone's answer I think is different. You got to find out what works for you. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think I answered your question. I don't know. <laughs> I, also, I also find that a lot of the answers come from going inside more often and getting quiet more often. So often we're searching for the answers outside That's of ourselves, right, yeah. which is, which has, which is I think where a lot of the toxicity in dating comes from. Cause we're always um, seeking validation or hoping someone can, fulfill these needs but really we're the only people who can do that so i think the more time you can take with yourself the better yeah and like i'm curious of like what are some of the things that you had to that you identified and that you had to let go of that some other gay man can identify with like hearing your story yeah. Uh, so a lot of just, uh, that I'm not good enough, um, this need to prove myself, um, especially not only being targeted as gay when I was young, but also like being in a major motion picture when I was young, there's like this level of success I've always been, uh, compared to. Um, and I think success is a really subjective word. I think it, it really has to do with how happy you are every day. And I'm actually more happy every day 
now than when I was trying to meet this level that everyone was setting for me. So, um, or that I was really just setting for myself, thinking that other people were setting for me. Really, no one actually cares. <laughs> but, um, right. like, because everyone just kind of, like, is thinking about themselves. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I still struggle with a lot of things, but I think underneath it all is there's this, like, reassurance that I have the power to not fall to these things, like, if I were to, like, do the work on them. Uh, for example, like, very recently, I was talking to a guy, and he wasn't texting me back, and, of course, my mind got filled with all those things, like, oh, I've done something wrong, um, why, what is, what have I what have I done to make this happen? When really I've done nothing, it has nothing to do with me. Right. And if I, if I dive into some sort of mindfulness practice about it, I can correct it or I can stick in that uncomfortable narrative that he does have a problem with me because sometimes it's easier to stay in that uncomfortable place, you know? Right. <laughs> we, we don't always want to dive into the growing. Um, but I chose to like dive into the growing and get out of it and realize my worth in that situation and know that um, there are options for me. And yeah, sorry, I got a little rambly there, but. I get excited about those stuff. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, I hear you. Like, I know some of the things I remember struggling with when first coming out of, like, do I even deserve? Because I had a belief that, you know, as a gay man, that I didn't deserve to be in, like, a committed relationship. But it's, oh, you know, well, gay men, that's just the way we are. I just, just that's just what I thought. You know what I mean? And then until I met my second boyfriend and I was just like, oh, no, that's not the truth. Mm. It's like, the whole, like, where did that even come from? Why do I even believe that? Because uh, I hear that a lot. Like, you know, I especially remember an incident where um, when the whole Dolce and Gabonica thing was going on and like, oh, gay men aren't meant to have kids or gay men aren't meant to be this. And I was like, oh, that's not really true. That's what you believe. That's not like what I have mm. to conform yeah. to. And it's like, it's like what you're saying going back to what you're saying like looking within like oh is that true for me mm -hmm. do i believe that is that is that what's going to make me happy or am i agreeing to what somebody else or what society or what other people around me have conformed to to say this is what gay yeah. men do or act and behave so i really like you like you hitting on like really looking within but i do find as a coach too i find that a lot of gay men or even friends that i uh come in contact with have struggle with looking within so i'm curious of like your experience of like why do gay men have struggled with looking within um because they never did we never did for a really long time um uh everything inside was wrong right so we just <laughs> we kept looking for the answers um everything most of our go-to thoughts and patterns were in question from the get-go so i don't think that we trust those anymore so we yeah. we reach outside of ourselves and i love what you were saying and it did remind me again of my two questions like how much can i let go how much can i accept like once you start to like love parts of yourself how much can you really love yourself like um you know i started to love myself and then i was like uh you know for example there's like a uh, stigma in the gay community that like it's not like not everyone's into hairy guys right mm -hmm. i don't know if that's true or not but like <laughs> that's what that's the rumor right yeah, and so, so of course i'm italian i'm italian and i'm not really self-conscious about my hair growing up and i was like oh i've got to like go for laser hair removal and make sure that i'm fitting the standard of beauty that's been told to me blah 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 and then i'm like how much can i let go of yeah. 
of another stigma and how much can I accept the fact that I'm just hairy and then you know once I actually settle into those things um people accept what you accept I find that I'm actually attracting more people just by owning what I what is natural to me you know what I mean um yeah that's just like an example of like I mean you were mentioning all these like societal perceptions and I think that that's um, like how much can we let go of those and how much can we actually accept what's coming up for us yeah and it's really going back to what you just said like really accepting like okay well this is just the way I am like this is my body this is my my hairy body my dairy chest because I used to be that person I used to like shave on my arms to save to make sure that everything is like nice and neat and like you know I'm just like, as long as I'm clean, <laughs> you know. Well, and it and it turns out a lot of people are into hairy guys. Right. The rumor the rumor isn't true. It's literally just a rumor that someone made. And who says it's true? And it might not even be, you know what I mean? Yeah. I so what are some of the, the patterns um, that you noticed that gay men struggle with? Oh, God, there's so many. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of... <laughs> No, I mean, we're great. We're, we're, right, we're great. right, right. But it's good to talk about because when I say patterns, like, uh, I remember talking to a friend of mine and I said, you know, I was listening to his dating um, history and I said, you know, you have a pattern. He's like, oh, I don't have a pattern. And I was like, well, you literally date the same type of man in every single relationship and you're, yeah. you're unwilling to I, look at I, that. I think a common one is self-sabotage. It's this uh we were told again growing up that we weren't correct and so um i think that we 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 tend to crave situations that reinforce that narrative because it's all we've ever known so it's right uh we want to we want to be in some sort of relationship that's a challenge to who we are because everything we've ever known has been a challenge to who we are we want to we want to go after the the uncomfortable because the uncomfortable is home you know and um accepting happiness is like a weird challenge for a lot of people i get it um it's like uh, do i actually deserve to be happy and what would that look like because it's such a strange foreign idea to me i can't even imagine it you know right so like that's the narrative that i feel like are going that's like the underlying thing that's motivating a lot of this behavior right and it's so interesting like to even ask that question do i deserve to be happy like it's like that's some people are like, well, that's a really silly question, but like, but when you really ask yourself that question, for me, it brings up all these things of like, oh, like, if I let go of these certain things, I can really, going back to what you said, like, I can really be happy where I am, for who I am, no matter what I look like, and I don't have to depend on outside sources to validate me and to um and to rely on for my happiness that i can generate i can create my own mm-hmm. happiness and like what you're saying too once that self-acceptance happened that full acceptance then you start to like attract the person or the people that are attracted to you because they find that sexy because that really exudes from you because it's like well I'm me and I love me, so I don't need your validation to right. be who I am. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so what are like so, like so within those patterns, like what are some of the limiting views that uh like men come up against? Um uh, that that 
tops only want to hook up with bottoms and the bottoms only want to hook up with tops that it's not okay to be hairy that um that um some of the limiting views that people put on themselves they think is that they um that they're never going to find love because they're not worthy of love because they've never really had true acceptance of themselves and so they need to they need to fit in and prove themselves by you know um by attaining love from as many people as possible um these are just some things that come to mind that's okay yeah but what is the trap of that because like when i hear that it's like it's really limiting the person so what what do you think is the trap of that like and when we have these limited views like what does it limit us from uh uh genuine authentic connection um mm. because it, it's i think we grow up playing like a game of survivor it's like what what can i say or what can i do to advance myself in the game and not get voted off the island because we don't want people to find out that we're gay or we just want to fit in and we want to like whatever and then we come out of the closet and it's a different game of survivor we're just on a different island but it's the same game of survivor <laughs> it's like, okay well how do i fit in it how do I fit in as a gay man? How do I get them to not vote for off? And how do I get into a, an alliance? Then I really think like everyone should just walk around the island however they want to walk around the island. Right. And mingle with whoever they want to mingle with on the island and not care so much about whether or not they might get voted off. And, and really just like, because uh, we don't know when we're going to get voted off. And I think, um, I think that in the meantime, we might as well just enjoy the fact that we're on a beautiful island, you know? Right. And it's, and it's not, not as easy said than done, but I'm curious now, like, okay, so what is the process that one can start taking in order to just walk around and be happy and be on that beautiful island and be with everybody and be with themselves? Like, like what, are you, what are some of the steps that you work, that you include in your uh, coaching with yeah. your clients of like, to, to, to start them on that journey? Well, this work gets tricky because I don't like to sit here and give advice because I don't know what's going to work for everyone because I don't know who everyone is, you know? So I don't, that's why I think coaching is cool because I get to like get intimate with you and find out how you work and come up with a process for you. Um, my first piece of advice, I guess, if I'm giving advice is to stop doing it by yourself. It's 2020. And <laughs> this, this topic of toxicity has been exposed. The topic, the topic of inauthenticity, has been exposed. Um, there's literally spiritual teachers. There are um, mindfulness gurus. There are people leading the vulnerability movement, like Brene Brown. There yeah, are like- tons. There are tons of resources. Get a book. Get a journal. Get a person. Stop doing it like just in your head and like hoping it's going to work out. I think that um, I talked about this recently in an interview. It was like. Um, People love my story because they love to hear about the trauma when I was bullied when I was younger, and then they love to hear that I like came out a strong gay man. But no one wants to know what I did in between to figure that out. Like no one wants to do the actual work to like also have that <laughs> story. Right. And so my thing is like, I don't think you should just keep walking around and hoping it's going to happen. I think it's a healing process, and like you should look into what that healing process is for you, and you shouldn't do it on your own. Right. And what, what, I'm curious, like, what is what is one thing that you actually did to start yourself on that journey? Yeah, I mean, I do it 
fall. I'm a little. <laughs> I do so much. Um, I, I hear you. <laughs> I recently was talking to someone, and they were like talking about self care, and I was like, "Gosh, I think I might do a little too much self care." But um, you know, I I journal, I meditate, I go to therapy. I also have a life coach. Um, I'm part of like groups. Um, I'm. Uh, a lot of it for me is time by myself. I've discovered that I'm an introvert. Um, music is a huge way that I've kind of discovered what's coming out for me and put it out there and used it to connect with someone and realize I'm not alone. Um, there's literally like so many things. I mean, even working out, you know, is a way to like release tension and maybe get more to the heart of something, you know? Um, I think, I mean, obviously if I'm like, if I'm... (laughs) <laughs> being selfish I'm gonna vote for life coaching so that I get more clients but um <laughs> but no I mean I just I think everything looks different for each other I think uh just being inquisitive is an answer too like start questioning things don't just assume everything you've always known is true open up open the mind a little bit and start to be like what isn't true, you know? Because it turns out there's a lot that's not true. (laughs) Right. You know, I'm grateful to have started on this journey, you know, um, especially when it comes to, you know, relationships. And I remember my, well, I'm calling in the one coach and my friend was like, you need to read this book. I said, okay, you know, reading the book. And and I remember the one of the very first things to have us do is we had to define what we need in a person. And then you had to make this list of what I want, what I want, and then she makes you write on the other side, well, are you that for yourself and other people in your life? And I was like, oh my God, that like kind of really blew me away. Because I was not asking myself, nor I was identify, am I that with other people? And I saw how much work that I needed to do for myself because... Mm -hmm. I couldn't demand or expect somebody else to bring that to the relationship if I was unwilling or didn't know how to bring that to the relationship. So I'm curious of like yeah. how much of defining what your needs and wants in a relationship is important to having, you know, healthy love life or life in general. Yeah, I mean, I I mean this this podcast is an example of something you can do. I mean, even just hearing what your process was for finding out what you need in a relationship. Like if people were to listen to this uh, every week when you release an episode and just and find gay men who are overcoming these narratives, that's the mind. That's the yeah. that's doing the work right there. You know, um, it, it can be as complicated or as easy as waking up um, every day and writing down three things you like about yourself first thing when you wake up, yeah. you know, just to like get that positivity going before the day goes. Um, as far as like me and what I want in a relationship, um, dating's always been <laughs> my tough, my toughest arena. Um, just because I think that's the first place where it really hit home that it's me who's kind of doing the self-sabotaging behavior. Um, and um, that, dating has led to a lot of my realizations about like who I am and what I have to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I think it just carry, it's a sensitive topic for me, and it carries a lot of, um, of weight. So, as far as like how I'm handling it, I'm just 
with dating, I really do think it's a moment by moment thing. I think that you can do the work on yourself and then you have to like connect with someone in the moment and hope that the work you did on yourself carries into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was just going to say you have to trust that the work is going to be there to carry today because, you know, I, and I, dating is a thing for me too. And I, and I, I think one of the things I find as a person who, as a coach or a person who does this kind of work is that you hope that the person on the other end has done work on themselves too. Mm-hmm. It's just a huge difference between someone who has done work like you and I have and the person who hasn't. And so for me, like I see people's things and their isms and their texting and the way they're acting and the behavior. And I have to learn how to stop myself a lot of the times. It's like, okay, do I engage in this or I pull myself mm-hmm. away because now I'm either triggered or I just know that this, this person is not meant for me. And and I either move on or, and it's, it's like what, exactly what you're just saying. It's really a moment by moment by moment. And, and dating can be frustrating, but when you have, I, for me, I feel like because I have done the work on myself that like I've learned to, laugh a lot of this stuff off of what people bring to the table and say, oh, okay, well, you know, next. Because <laughs> it's like, for me right yeah. now, it's like not even worth getting frustrated over sometimes anymore. Yeah. It gets easier eventually. I kind of compared to physical therapy a lot. Uh, so like, physical <laughs> therapy, the whole point of physical therapy is like to work weaker muscles to make them as strong as the right. stronger muscles, right? And in the gay community, we grow up with really strong narratives like, um, I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy of love. Um, and so those are strong, right? And so to work the weaker narratives, like I am worthy of love, I am deserving, um, I am this strong, confident, amazing person. Those take work, mindfulness work, the work right. we're describing, the work on yourself. Um, and then, but you can't do physical therapy while you're playing a sport. You, know, <laughs> like, you, have to just, you just then have to go play the sport. So it's like, I feel like dating is a sport. Then you go out there and you play, you play. Um, but then you go home and you do your physical therapy. So the next day you don't, you don't sprain a muscle. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it's like this work that you're doing to get your muscles where they need to be. And then you're going and playing the game. Yeah. Awesome. And, and you're, pre- and you're present with the game and you're on the field and you're doing your best job. Um, but I don't think you can be like on the field and like, stretching you know it doesn't work like that (laughs) um well we're coming towards the end here it's been great um so i'm just gonna ask you a couple quick questions as i do everybody at the end so okay what does a life of love mean to you (sighs) (laughs) a life of love means uh feeling the I mean, I'm getting two answers. I'm getting like just feeling supported and connected, but also just a love for yourself because a life of love could, you know, could be as equivalent for an old lady who's in a home by herself to, you know, a full family and functioning. Like there, there, I think both, uh, both situations can have love. Um, one is yeah. just like whether, whether you're really loving yourself and life and everything that is, and one might involve other people, you know? Um, I think, yeah, <laughs> sorry. 
That's okay. <laughs> That's the way my mind works against a little. <laughs> I get so analytical about everything. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Um, so, how do you disrupt yourself? Disrupt myself? Yes, like get out of your own way. How do you get out of your own way? Uh, by getting quiet. Um, get into more time with yourself um, is the way to get out of the way of yourself. I think. Okay. More time. One time. More time with what's beneath the surface. Because if there's something in the way, it's usually a surface level thought um, that's maybe not true. I think if we dig beneath that, we get to something that's a little more truthful. Okay. Awesome. Great. And what does a juicy love life looks like to you? A juicy love life. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know, like, um, like a sexy love life, one where there's like a lot of like, <laughs> there's a lot of like action, you know? <laughs> More actions? <laughs> yeah, I feel like juicy is equivalent to sexy. <laughs> and where can people find you online? Uh, the best place to find me is on my Instagram, Brian Saldudo. Or you could go to my other Instagram, which is The Gay Life Coach. Uh, the one is my personal, and the other ones, if you want a daily dose of love. Okay, cool. Well, I greatly appreciate you being here, and thank you for your wisdom, your guidance, and all. Oh, of course, so fun. Yeah, <laughs> you stay. Everyone, stay safe, happy, healthy, sane. Yes. Reach out if you need help. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. And if you really like this podcast, please share it. Twitter, Instagram, or on your webpage. Thank you. Crazy Juicy Love.